Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Honor Combat and Survival, and this week I'm about to finally reveal my personal number one top choice for the best home defense firearm. Let's talk tactics. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, okay, welcome back everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And welcome to podcast episode number 170. And this is episode number four in our four-part series on home defense weapons and tactics. And if you caught the other episodes, what you'll have found was in episode number 167, we talked about how to look at your home from the perspective of home defense zones to better plan out your home defense plan. And in episode number 168, I walked you through my personal step-by-step process for choosing a home defense handgun. Now, in our third segment of our series last week, in episode 169, I hopefully convinced you of the benefits of and the right tactical choice for a home defense shotgun as part of your arsenal. But I saved the best for last with what I promised would be my own personal number one choice of what I use to protect myself and my family when we're at home. Now, before we get into this, I want to just give you a couple of quick heads up. So, number one, take my advice or don't take my advice. So, I've said this before in the previous podcast, but um, like I'm sharing with you my personal experience from being a combat vet, a former bodyguard, firearms tactics instructor, and as a sponge of this type of information after tons and tons of interviews with some of the best people in the world when it comes to tactical trainers. And But most importantly, I'm speaking to you as a husband and a father who cares about only one thing, the safety of my family. But in the end, it's going to be up to you to decide what's going to work best for you as a home defense, home defense firearm. So look, I'm giving you my advice. You don't have to take it. You might have your own personal choice. And a lot of times I've said it really comes down to personal choice. But ultimately, I do want you to know I'm not looking to debate anybody. This is what I currently use. Now, if you have professional opinions on what I have, I want to hear about it on the blog. So make sure you go over to moderncombatandsurvival.com and look for episode number 170 here. I would like to hear your professional and your personal experience and because it might change my mind. Hey, I'm not, I'm not looking for like unprofessional debate, but I am looking for people to challenge me and to, you know, perhaps I've changed my mind, but this is what I currently, where I'm currently at. Okay. Uh, the second thing is going through these episodes, you've heard me say that a handgun is actually the least effective firearm for home defense. However, as a reminder, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a pistol for self-protection. I mean, when you think about it, you can't carry a shotgun around with you around the house, right? The most effective weapon is always going to be the one that you can get your hands on when somebody has just busted through your front door and is grabbing your spouse by the hair. So most people think about home defense and they think about handguns, they think about pistols, 
Um, what we've been going through is the reasons why that is not the best choice for a home defense firearm, but you still should have one for all the reasons that we talk about in that episode for home defense handguns. All right. All right. And finally, number three on the heads up list here is don't bother taking notes because we've done all the work for you with copies of this episode, transcriptions, and an easy cheat sheet that covers all the sexy details in just a single page for future reference or in case you just hate the sound of my voice and you want to go and cheat. Um, all you need to do is go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 170 and pick up the support materials right there. Okay, now, as promised, last week I said that I would finally give you my big reveal of my number one firearm choice for home defense, the one that I personally have tricked out for protecting myself and my family. Now, I'll tell you that I have a bit of a surprise ending to this piece of advice at the very end when I tell you what I actually have for home defense. So you're definitely going to want to stick around for that. However, first I have to pave the road and give you this broader perspective of my choice, which if you haven't guessed it yet, because we're kind of running out of firearms that you can use other than a bazooka, um, that I'm talking about a carbine rifle using an AR platform and chambered in 223 caliber or 5.56. Now, most people do not think of the AR carbine rifle as a home defense weapon. But fortunately, I feel like that perspective is really changing and with good reason. I mean, I, I want I want to start out with giving you my reasons for why you should consider the AR for home defense and then you can make your own decision from there. But more and more people are turning to the AR as a home defense weapon. And I want to give you, I just want to give you my reasons, all right? So the first one is ease of shooting. So the thing about it is a lot of people dismiss the carbine as a, like, as, as a home defense weapon because it looks complicated. Because it's a rifle, it has, you know, it seems more complex than a handgun is. Or like a semi-automatic pistol. But in, actual, in actuality, it's not. I mean, when you think about it, it's really as simple as, you know, put this thing of bullets into this hole, pull this thing back, turn it on with this switch, and pull the trigger. I mean, really, if, I mean, forget all the jargon and everything else. It's actually really simple to operate with just a little bit of familiarization, okay? The other thing is that long, longer guns are, are naturally just more accurate and easy to shoot. And you can see this, if you were to take somebody who is brand new and doesn't really know about firearms, and you were to go take them to the range, and you had, a, a, like, your, like I put my Glock pistol out there, I put my, my shotgun down there, and I put my AR down there. And you go ahead and load everything up, and you just tell people, go ahead, I know you don't know how to shoot, but just go ahead, there's a target, it's, you know, let's just say, you know, 10, 10 yards away, just go ahead and, and shoot at that target. Well, what do you think the reaction is going to be? What do you think is going to be the most accurate thing that they have there? I can tell you that the longer the gun is, the more accurate it's going to be. They're going to be more accurate with that AR naturally than they would be with the pistol. They're just, it's just a natural thing. You can go down and test it at any range. Now, you can train to shoot anything more accurately. That's true. But in the heat of a real gunfight, relying on your body's natural powers of being more accurate with a longer gun is a nice bonus to have because you know that when the adrenaline starts going, your heart starts pumping, it's up inside of your throat, you're going to lose a lot of those fine motor skills and all those fancy aiming techniques that you learned in the natural and in the, in the in the relaxed atmosphere of that that uh, the gun range that you've been going down to. So you're going to lose some of that. 
but a longer gun is going to naturally be easier for you to shoot and be more accurate with. So, and speaking of accuracy, so that's the next factor that we're going to talk about. Now, from the low ready, an AR is going to be more accurate on demand than the pistol is. When you think about it, when you bring the pistol up, you have to align those sights. Again, it's, it just really comes back to the natural, the natural aiming of a longer gun. It just, because it has a longer barrel there, it, there's a natural aiming that your eyes can pick up as you have both eyes open and you are looking at your target, especially if it's a moving target, especially if it's in low light, you have better aiming with a longer gun there and you're going to be able to get, you're going to be able to get um, the sights on track faster than you would with a pistol. It also has lower recoil and is easier to control on follow-up shots than a pistol is as well. Okay, especially when we're talking about like a 223, you know, that's not much, I mean, the bullet itself is not that much bigger than a 22. And if you look at the kick that you have, I mean, first of all, it's a, it's a two-handed weapon, right? So you have control resistance there because you've got more points of anchor on a larger weapon there rather than on a pistol, which is going to kick up a lot more, right? So, so it's going to be more accurate naturally, but also on those follow-up shots when you actually undo it because it's going to, it's going to not have as much recoil as a pistol is. The third factor we're going to talk about is capacity. It's kind of a no-brainer there, right? You have 30 round, let's just call it 30 round capacity. I'm not even talking about like the 100 round drums or anything like that. You have 30 round capacity typically in a magazine for, uh, for an AR versus a pistol, which we might be talking about, you know, 15 rounds or so, okay? Versus a shotgun that might only be five to eight. So we, we know that in a real gunfight, most of your shots are going to miss your target. Okay, especially if we're talking about a pistol, because most of the time we're talking about pistols when we're talking about missing the target like that. Now, you're going to have more rounds hit your target with an AR because you are going to be naturally more accurate with it, but some are going to miss. And so when that happens, which would you rather have? I told you if you had you know a firearm that if, if all of these could do damage and, and hit your attacker, would you rather have eight rounds, 15 rounds or 30 rounds? I would much ha rather have 30 rounds. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there probably saying, if I can't get it done in five rounds, if I can't get it done in eight rounds, or if I can't get it done in 15 rounds, then I'm, then there's something wrong with me. Well, you also need to look at the fact that you're going to be in your home, right? And as soon as bullets start flying, or as soon as somebody might, you know, you caught them off guard or whatever, you know, you're not necessarily looking at somebody in an open parking lot that is charging at you and that, that target's getting closer to you. You might be talking about somebody who is behind a wall, who is shooting at you from behind the wall, who might be hiding behind, you know, a couch or something like that, and you can't see them. Maybe they're concealed and you don't, you don't know where your rounds are going to hit. Well, you might have to shoot through walls. You might have to shoot through a couch. You might have to shoot through all these things and you might not be hitting your target from that case either. If they're around the corner or something, you know they're around the corner. Well, you might have to send a few rounds through that sheetrock in order to try and hit them, but you might not be hitting them. What if they're ducked down or whatever? So I would much rather have 30 rounds there than trying to do a tactical reload on my pistol or trying to load up some other shot shells in my shotgun. All right? More ammo is always better. Okay, so the fourth factor we're going to talk about is stopping power. Now, I'm not going to go really deep into like ballistics and proving the stopping power of the you know, of, of an, of an AR, of a 223 or a 556. Now, it is a smaller bullet. Like I said, it is just slightly larger basically than a 22 round, right? It's not as big as something like a 9mm or a 45 or definitely not more than, you know, something like, uh, you know, like a, a shotgun slug. So now they say out there that 
more people are killed each year in the United States by a 22 than any other round. So if you follow that methodology, if you follow that philosophy, then, you know, that, that 223 round there, even though it's smaller than a 9mm 45 and a slug, like more people are killed by a 22 than any other round. Now let's just say that that's complete fantasy. Let's say that's not even true. I mean, it doesn't really even matter whether you believe it or not. You know, even though the bullet is just slightly larger than a 22, the velocity of that round is much, much higher. And with the right bullet, that's going to stir up a bad guy's central nervous system just fine. All right. More on that in a minute. Um, I'll, I'll be going over some more on that. But if you have any doubts of the, of the lethality or the stopping power of the 223, there are plenty of dead bad guys on battlefields that will tell you it works just fine because that's the bullet that's coming out of our military's firearms. In fact, what's coming out of there is full metal jacket, just straight up, you know, brass. So, I mean, or, or, um, you know, just, just the bullet, not even a special man stopper bullet. So I think if you look at the battlefields, yes, people get shot, they go down. Can't argue with that, right? But let's talk about some of the noted drawbacks that there are for, or, or perceived drawbacks of the AR for home defense. Okay. So the first one that a lot of people will, will bite back on is over penetration. Okay. Over penetration that the rifle is just too powerful of a round and you are responsible for every one of those rounds. You might have kids in the next room or it could go completely through the house and into your neighbor's house and shoot somebody there. And you're liable for all of those rounds. And that's absolutely true. However, my very first rule of overpenetration is that the best defense is accuracy. The best defense against overpenetration is actually hitting your target. And we've already said an AR is more accurate than a pistol in general. So you're put put rounds in bad guys, put rounds in bad guys. However, even with misses, there have been numerous law enforcement departments to include the FBI and independent tests that have been done also that have proven that overpenetration of the AR round is a falsehood. It is a myth. It is not true. And there are numerous studies you can find out there. Just one that was done specifically to test this out was over at uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Cooper's famed gunsight training center test, where they actually built up walls, interior and exterior, and another home's exterior wall after that to really test this, this idea. So what they did was where they had the shooter eight feet away, which is we're looking at like common home defense ranges here, eight feet away, they built an interior wall there with sheetrock and two by four studs and things like that. Then after that, another eight feet away from that, they put in another interior wall. All right. And then eight feet from there, they put in an exterior wall to simulate the exterior of your own home. And then what they did was 15 feet away from your home's exterior wall in this test, they put in another exterior wall simulating the house that would be next to yours. That's your neighbor's house. We're just saying 15 feet away. Okay. So essentially, if you were to shoot at a bad guy and miss them, the rounds that you would be shooting in this test or the ones that they did in this test would go through, let's say, into the room behind that person. But that's not an exterior room. That's like an interior room. So it's going through one room, then a second room in your house then your exterior wall, and then seeing if it would actually go into the wall of the other house across the across from you, okay? Now, the results from that were actually pretty pretty telling. I mean, all hand first of all, all handgun calibers 
exited the exterior wall. So you would think that a pistol is not as, as high power of a weapon, um, especially if you're using hollow point, it's going to, it's going to stop that round, it's going to mushroom out, it's not going to leave the house, especially it's not going to go through two rooms and then out of your house, right? Well, no. All the handgun calibers did go through both interior rooms and out the other room. Now, part of this is because the, um, the, uh, the rounds, those hollow point rounds that, that should mushroom out, in home defense, once they hit sheetrock and stuff, they actually um, mostly get plugged up and they actually end up not expanding. They end up just kind of being like full metal jacket and just going, just, they just don't stop. So that's one thing. The, but the only caliber that did not exit the house, that did not leave your home, so to speak, was the 223 round soft point and hollow point loaded bullets. That's it. That was all of them. But all projectiles that went through the, that went through the walls, all of them had directional changes also. So hitting walls, hitting sheetrock, hitting whatever, um, it does take them off course. Okay. And because of the velocity, if it's a lower velocity, it's going to increase where that, the, the, the um, the misdirection of where that bullet is going to go. So in other words, if you know that your kid's uh, bed is up against the right side of the wall and you shoot and you've got to shoot at this guy and you shoot, well, that, that round is going to take more of a, of a, it's not going to take as, as straight of a path once it hits that wall behind him as it would a 223 round because it has higher velocity. That round has higher velocity. It's a skinnier bullet. It has a straighter path as it goes through obstacles. Okay. The, the greatest, um, from their test, the biggest directional changes came from 9mm and the 40 Smith & Wesson projectiles that they had. All right? Now, listen, I actually want to be able to shoot through cover. So I know a lot of people think, well, I would, I would want that thing just to stop right there at the wall. Actually, in a home defense scenario, you can pretty much bet if you're going to be slinging bullets back and forth with a bad guy in your home, it's not really going to be like across the living room with no obstacles in the way. Most likely somebody's going to be running. They're going to be running out into like the hallway or into another room. They're going to try and get away from you shooting at them. So you are probably going to have to, if you see that somebody's shooting around the corner of something, I would, this always kills me in movies why they don't do this. You know, somebody will be at the edge of the, like the hallway and they're shooting around the corner. Like, you know, they come around, they, they shoot around the corner. Just shoot through the, through the wall. That, that's all you need to do. And a lot of people just have that in their mind that they're not going to shoot through a wall because it's, it looks solid, right? But if, if you've got a bad guy and he keeps peeking around the wall and you know he's right around the corner, don't wait for him to peek around and try and get that shot in. Just shoot through the wall. If you know you've got a good backstop there, if you know you don't have any like friendlies, you know, your family's not behind there or whatever, you know where those rounds are going, shoot through the wall. So I actually want to be able to shoot through, but I want that round to go in the direction that I'm shooting at. 223 round is going to have the best, um, the best ability to be able to do that. All right. So that's, that's the overpenetration myth busted right there. All right. Now let's talk about, um, the legal myth because ARs are getting a bad rap as like an assault rifle. Right. And they may be looked at as overdoing it. So we always talk about the legal side of of home defense or carrying concealed. Or, and we, we talk about the home, the legal side of that, which is critically important. And we talk about how you don't want to like super trick out. You know, you, you've got to be able to explain to a jury that you're not a gun nut. Right. Well, I mean, 
isn't it going to seem a little weird? I mean, initially it might seem a little weird to be in courtroom and it seems logical that when they hold up this AR-15 that's getting this bad rap on television as this mass murder weapon, well, sir, why didn't you have a pistol? You also own a, a Glock 19 9mm. Why did you have to take out this this weapon of mass destruction here that we know is killing several people all around the country and kids and active. This is a military style weapon. Why did you use this to defend yourself in your home? Well, that's actually mm, on, on the surface. It might sound like kind of something you need, really need to worry about, right? Actually, the opposite can easily be argued when you think about and what we often talk about in the bulletproof defense DVD um, that we give away for free, by the way, go to bulletproof, bulletproofdefensedvd.com. It's a free DVD we give out because it's what you know prior to you pulling the trigger that matters the most. We call it, it's called the reasonable man theory or the reasonable man doctrine. And basically what that is, is that what, way, the way the jury looks at the, yeah, your decision to shoot or, or, not, or, well, yeah, to shoot or injure somebody, kill somebody, whatever it is, okay, is what would a reasonable man do given that same situation, knowing what he knew at the time that he pulled the trigger? So it's everything you knew up to the point that you pulled the trigger. Well, as long as you can explain why you chose what you did, why you chose that AR-15 as your home defense weapon, and why you shot this person in your home with this weapon, that's all you need to do. And I'm giving you, right now, I'm giving you the background, just from the, the simple fact that you're listening to this podcast, that you're listening to me right now, you're getting all the backup that you need to be able to answer that question, because you're going to be able to talk with them about, well... You know, did you know that, you know, Mr. Uh, you know, prosecutor, did you know that um, that in the gun sight uh, training center test that the only round that did not escape the house that had the least overpenetration was actually the AR-15? I care about my neighbors and I love my kids, so I don't want that bullet going into as any room, more rooms than it has to. And I certainly don't want it going out of the house and hitting my neighbors sleeping in the bed next door. So, of course, I chose the AR-15. It would be irresponsible not to choose the AR-15. So you'll be able to give them just that's just one version, you know, just one fact that you can say, like, yeah, this is why I chose it, because one, it's more accurate. So I'm not going to harm one of, you know, my my uh, a loved one that I have. So it's more accurate, it has less uh, over penetration. And but it, it, it's going to stop that attacker also. So. You, you have the backup that you need, and actually using an AR gives you that backup that you need. All right? Now, here's another thing that I think a lot of people are going to notice as a drawback for an AR-15, and that's the price, right? Because you can go out there and you can get an inexpensive handgun. You can use that for home defense, and if that's where you want to start, that's totally fine. I do have a $1,200 custom built. I'll, I'll tell you... I'll tell you what it is. I, what I actually have, it's a, it's, it's my own, it's what I personally use. I'm going to explain that what that is at the very end here. Um, so it, it cost me $1,200, custom built. Yes, it's beautiful. I love it. Have a little altar to it. I get up in the morning. I meditate in front of it, and I bow. I do. I bow three times, sprinkle a little uh, pixie dust on it, and then I'm off, off to work. Right. Um, but I also have a simple $500 Bushmaster that I have. And that's less than the cost of the full-size Glock pistol that I have, all right? And the thing is, is that neither my Bushmaster nor my cust the, the other one that I'll be telling you about, um, none of them, they've never failed me. 
They've never failed me. I've sent thousands of rounds through them. They, they, they're a powerhouse. So it's worth the extra money, but you're not talking about a lot of extra money. So you can get a $500 AR. You can get one used for even less than that, but they are out there. So you, you can get them and just, you know, start with that. All right. Okay. So hopefully I've convinced you now that an AR carbine rifle is a per, is a great home defense weapon. So now let me give you some other details that you want to look at when it comes to um, putting this thing together for yourself for home defense. Okay. So one, you need to look at the ammunition that you have. So I don't recommend that you just use ball, you know, basically, you know, just the regular military style, just ball ammo that um, doesn't, you know, that, that right there is going to continue to go on. That one actually did leave the exterior wall of the house in the tests that are, that were done. So that round right there, you need to have something else that's going to, that's going to pull back on that velocity as it's hitting stuff. And the best way to do that is just to get a, an actual, like a home defense or an expanding, if you will, a hollow point, uh, a round for, for the AR. So, um, personally, what I recommend is 55 grain hollow point 223, uh, Hornady super, super performance GMX bullet is a really good bullet. Um, that's designed to do exactly what we're talking about here. It's just, it's a, it's great for stopping an attacker, but it's also good for keeping that round inside your house and, 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 and keeping the, the, um, over penetration down as well. All right. So just make sure that you have a soft point or a hollow point type of, um, of a 223, uh, round for you. Okay. All right. So now let's go ahead. Now I'm going to go to the big reveal. Okay. The big reveal. This is what I personally have because we're going to talk about modifications for the AR. But my biggest modification is that I don't use a full-size AR-15 carbine for inside my house for home defense. So what I personally use is an AR pistol, an AR pistol. Now, if you haven't seen these, just go ahead and Google them. You can look them up online. Essentially, it is the framework of an AR. It's an AR platform, all right? But it's classified as a pistol because of a, a couple of reasons. One, uh, first of all, it, it does have a shorter barrel, so you have to be careful tricking it out because you could all of a sudden take it from being classified as a pistol to turning into a, um, a short barrel rifle, which unless you have it licensed correctly and you're licensed correctly, then um, that's going to be illegal. You definitely don't want that to be shown in a courtroom for that, okay? Definitely, you know, not having, you know, having it as a short barrel rifle in a legal firearm and using it for home defense is not going to work out in your favor, all right, so it doesn't have like a um, a forward grip on it as far as like a vertical grip, so you can't put a vertical grip on an AR pistol. Um, it doesn't. It's not allowed to have a stock on it that you could put up against your shoulder. That it's an actual stock. Now there is a way around this. All right, so it is a uh, my the AR pistol that I have. I'm holding it right now. Only has a nine inch barrel to it, so it is a it is a short. It is a short, um, like if you want to call it a rifle, but it's a, it's or a really long pistol. Uh, the other thing that I have, because you can get ARs, you can get AR pistols with a buffer tube on the back, which is basically this tube that sticks out the back to be able to limit the recoil, or you can get it without the buffer tube. My recommendation is that you get it with the buffer tube to be able to reduce the recoil, but also you can use that, even though it's not considered a stock. It's the buffer tube. So you can put that up against your cheek. You can put that up against your, you know, put it in the pocket of your shoulder and you can use it like it's a stock to be able to handle the recoil. Um, so, so go online. If you don't know what an AR pistol is, you can go and check it out. 
Um, they are still legal right now, so go ahead and do it. But it does shoot 223, does shoot uh, five, five, you know, or and or 556, five, depending on which one you get. Um, but it's what I personally choose, and here's why. For one, it's much lighter and it's smaller, and that works better for close quarters environments like in your home. So if you are needing to clear rooms or you need to slice the pie in moving and moving around your home to be able to get over to like your kid's room or something like that, having a smaller weapon like a handgun works best, right? Because it has such a small profile. You can maneuver. You don't have to worry about banging into walls or getting caught up on stuff or just being clunky. So the smaller weapon that you have, the easier it's going to be to be able to do that. Well, the AR pistol is smaller than an AR rifle, so it is going to be better for you in close quarters, and it's smaller than, obviously, for a, than a shotgun also. So it is going to be better for close quarters, and your home, I consider, a close quarters environment. Okay. So really what you get are the best of both worlds between pistol maneuverability and rifle accuracy and stopping power. Right. The other thing is that the AR pistol can be fired with one hand easier than like a full size AR can. Now you can fire a full size AR. Like I said, we're not talking about a lot of kickback from a from a 223 round, right? But with the AR pistol, I can literally shoot that like a pistol, not as well as like a Glock nine, you know, Glock 19 or something like that, right? It's not going to be, it's not going to be, it's not going to handle that easily. But you can do it with one hand. You can do it with one hand. So in case you're wounded, you don't have to worry about having a two-handed weapon. You can fire that thing one-handed if you need to. Or if you're doing other tasks like opening a door or you are holding one, you know, your child or you have your, your spouse behind you or something like that, you're doing something with the other hand, you can use that, that AR pistol with one hand and be able to effectively engage an attacker with it. All right? Now, you do lose a little bit of velocity because of the shorter barrel. Like I said, mine is only nine inches long, but you're still getting a massive amount of velocity for stopping power. And yet with this, because it is a little bit loss of velocity there, you are, you have less possibility of overpenetration. So you have even less possibility of overpenetrating walls in that round going where you don't want it to go. All right. So that's why I like the AR pistol as my primary home defense weapon. Now, there are things that I would recommend that you add, whether you go with an AR pistol or whether you go with a, um, a full, uh, with a regular AR uh, carbine uh, rifle. I do recommend that you go with a carbine. Basically, a carbine is just, it's, it's, the barrel is generally shorter than 20 inches. So um, most, most of them you see out there, I think will have 19 inch barrels. So that's you know, not hard to do, but you just, you don't want to like a really long size AR that you want there. Okay. You want something as short as possible there. That's why I like the, the AR pistol. Now the AR pistol is more expensive. Like I said, I paid $1,200 to trick mine out. You can get them less than that. I've seen them for like $700, $750, which to me, that's a good investment. I think it's a really good investment. Okay. So whether you use um, an AR pistol or whether you use an AR, I'm going to give you other things that you can add to this that you're going to want to think of. Okay. So number one, which I think I've said everything except for in the home defense uh, one is to get a sling for it. Okay. Because you might have to put the weapon down or you can use that sling for being more accurate too. So you definitely want to have a sling on any two handed weapon that you have the shotgun. We talked about that but also for definitely for the AR and even for the AR pistol as well. Even as small as it is, you want to have a sling on it so that you can put that thing behind you, you can put it down or whatever. You don't have to drop it or leave it on a table or something like that. It's always going to be with you no matter where you go. 
The second thing is going to be to add a light to it. Again, we're talking about home defense. Uh, in the, in your home, whether, you know, sometimes even in dark spaces and sometimes in, in dark environment in your home, even during daylight, some people have, you know, darker homes than others. There's not as much sunlight coming through, um, you know, things like that. So a, a light, you definitely don't want to shoot anything that you can't identify as being the bad guy, right? You don't want it to be, you know, drunk uncle Albert who knows where you hide the key. who got kicked out of the, kicked out of his home by Aunt Agnes and all of a sudden he decides that he's going to stumble in the front door because he knows, you know, you'll let him sleep on the couch. You wake up, it's bumping the nighttime, you break out the AR, you just start shooting because it looks like a man-sized target there and that shouldn't be in your house and that's Drunken Uncle Albert, all right? So you definitely need a light to add on the weapon. I, again, I recommend that you use, with a two-handed weapon, you use a rail-mounted light so that you don't have to have it in your hand at the same time to be able to shoot, to show, you know, show around the room, okay? All right, so that's uh, definitely a must-have. The other thing is to add a red dot sight to it, okay? Red dot sight. Now, why a red dot sight? Because it's super simple, folks, super simple. You can keep both eyes open. You place the red dot on the threat. You squeeze the trigger. All right. So you don't have to worry, especially in, in a, a low light environment, you know, getting your, getting your aim down there. Um, you know, just especially with things like, you know, a firearm, you know, trying to get your, those, those sights lined up. I mean, like a, like a handgun, getting those sights lined up in the dark is difficult, right? Not as difficult with an AR because it is a longer gun. It's easier to point and shoot and be more accurate. However, having a red dot sight, just put the red dot on the person, squeeze the trigger and go. Now, I prefer for the AR, especially for the AR pistol, but even for the AR, I prefer a higher profile red dot sight. All right. I have a hollow sun that I use. And the reason why I say like a higher profile one there is because there's, you know, the low profile ones that look like a windshield, basically, um, they're so far down that you've really got to, you have to bring that weapon up really high to be able to be able to see that red dot. So with the higher profile red dot, you don't have to bring the weapon up as high because with the buff, with the buffer tube, they're using that in your, in your shoulder. If you're going to do that and put your nose on the, on the, on the uh, charging handle for the AR, you know, you're going to, you've, you're going to, you're going to be looking down, um, like toward the, uh, the tip of your rifle. So you need a higher profile red dot so that you can actually see through the red dot and hit it. Now, most likely with an AR in home defense, you need to know that you are going to be shooting naturally a little bit lower, usually about two to three inches or so lower than where you're aiming simply because of the way that the sights are on ARs and, you know, where you're lining them up and where the actual, um, where the actual barrel is pointing. Okay. So that's just a natural thing. But when we're talking about in close quarters, you know, two to three inches being just being lower, as long as your center of mass center, meaning the center of their body, like trying to hit that spinal cord, then you're going to be fine. Like it's, it's not going to be a big deal there, but having that higher profile red dot sight, um, I definitely recommend having it because it's going to be easier to look through the site, especially with both eyes open. You're going to, it's just going to be right there for you. Okay. Okay. There we go. So four week summary here, we've gone over the best handguns, the best shotguns. We've gone over how to look at your home differently. And now You've got my best personal pick for home defense, the AR-15 platform carbine rifle, specifically, hopefully, 
in um, an AR pistol format. Again, you can get the show notes for this by going over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 170. But here's, here's what I want to leave you with, okay? Here's what I want to leave you with. In the end, again, it all comes down to what, to number one, what you can personally choose to use in a, in a home defense scenario. What you personally feel most comfortable with. Me being in the military, being in combat, the AR platform is, is what I know. Like it's an extension of my body. So that's what you want is you want, you don't want to have to think about how you're engaging your attacker with that firearm. You want to be able to know that firearm inside and out where it is an extension of your body. For me, an AR is an extension of my body. Now, it might not be for you. You might not have one. You might not have never been in the military. You might not ever go to the range and take it to the range or whatever. You might be better with a pistol. That whatever, all that matters is you get led in the bad guy. doesn't matter where it is. If you blow off his big toe, it's going to have some reaction on the person. You've just got to be able to get rounds on target. For me, an AR, for all the reasons that I said, is the ideal home defense weapon. But again, it's whatever it comes down to is best for you. And the second thing I'll say there is that it mostly comes down to tactics. It mostly comes down to tactics. And most people are going to be far better off practicing with what you have and practicing tactics with what you have than worrying about what is the best home defense firearm. So whatever you choose, the key here is to go and practice with it. Now, you can do dry fire right in your own home with your pistol, with your shotgun, with an AR, with an AR pistol, with a bazooka, whatever you personally choose, it's the, ta- it's the dry fire tactics, I believe, which are more effective than going to the range. So it's the tactics. Do you know your home? Have you practiced those zones within your home? Have you practiced going through those zones? Have you practiced moving from the kitchen up to your safe room? Have you practiced all those things? That is going to help you far more than deciding whether or not you've got the right caliber or the right pistol or the right rifle, whatever it is, it mostly comes down to tactics, all right? So never, ever, ever forget that. Don't don't be one of the, just the gun guys who just thinks that just having the biggest, baddest smoke wagon out there is going to be the number one thing you need, okay? All right. All right, folks. So that wraps up our four episodes for Home Defense Weapons and Tactics. But now I want to hear from you. So please leave a comment on the blog about whether or not you personally use an AR-15 for a uh, for home defense. Um, what modifications have you made to it? What have you done to make sure that it is a good home defense weapon? Or do you not think that the AR is a good home defense weapon and why? Don't just say it isn't. Give us the reasons why. This is all professional conversation that we have on the blog. Please respect everybody's opinions. You have mine. I'll respect yours. And I'm looking forward to hearing what your opinion is as well. So make sure that you head on over to the blog and check it out. And until our next Modern Combat Serial broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat 
and survival.